A massive transfer of over 94,000 Bitcoins took place all in one transaction this week. Who done it? Apple teases that they're open to cryptocurrency and then let everyone down by not saying anything about it during their recent product announcement event. And the U.S. Treasury admits that terrorists are more likely to use cash than crypto for their activities. Hmm, how about that? Also, a Bitcoin treasure hunt's coming to college campuses soon, and Dennis Rodman wants you to coin. But after seeing his new video, you might not want to. So get your coat and grab your hat. Leave your worries on the doorstep. Just direct your feet to the sunny side of the street, because that's where we live. It's a sunshiny bad news episode number 308 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Mr. Joe Conn, I got to ask, so gra- get your coat and grab your hat, leave your bus in seconds flat. Does that count as a reference to a Beatles song? Uh, I didn't say anything about leave your bus in seconds flat. I said leave yeah, your bus on the doorstep. Yeah, but that was the next line to it, so I don't know. Yeah. No, it's the song is called The Sunny Side of the Street. It's a standard. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And it's been Sunny added to the official Bad Crypto playlist on Spotify. Well, now we got to add Day in the Life because I just referenced that, too. We, we will. I'll do that right now. And welcome oh. to the Bad Crypto Podcast, where we are more concerned with music than cryptocurrency. That's not true, but we like to have fun. And welcome. If this is the very first time that you have ever listened to Bad Crypto, welcome to the show. Uh, you've, you've made it. You finally found us, and uh, we're glad you're here. So make sure to follow. Make sure to subscribe. If you like us, share us with your friends. But uh, iTunes likes it if you, if you subscribe. We're going to be doing a bad news episode, talking all about the news with lots of banter. Hope you like us. This I'm Travis Wright. This is Mr. Joel Com, and uh, we're Bad Crypto. Yep, we are. And this show is brought to you by the smartest trading platform in the world it's eToro they've got over a trillion dollars in trading volume that they generate on their platform each year u.s customers can now use it they started out in europe and had uh, over 11 million people using it now they're in the u.s you can go download the app and you could practice building your portfolio they give you a hundred thousand dollars in virtual currency that's like play money like monopoly money for crypto and that way you can test out your trading skills go create an account today go to badco.in forward slash etoro and you'll learn how you can get bad coin socks from us while they last badco.in forward slash etoro yeah maybe we'll toss in some bad crypto stickers i like to do that mr joel comp if he has them handy he'll do that but it's not guaranteed so don't be relying on it. But socks are guaranteed. And socks are guaranteed. And your feet will be happy. All right, let's get to the news. Timestamp on Friday the 13th at 3.53 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. The market cap on CoinGecko.com is $264 billion. Bitcoin, 10307 Ethereum, $181. XRP, $0.25.5. Cents. Bcash, $298. Litecoin, $68. EOS, $373. Tether, a buck. Binance Coin, $2073. Bitcoin SV, remarkably still holding, even though Craig Wright is not Satoshi, at $170 and cardano at four and a half cents mm. you know if uh, bitcoin sv gets to a high enough price maybe someday he can afford to pay the estate some of that bitcoin he owes him <laughs> it's gonna be interesting to watch it, craig is not in the news 
this week at all. So that's as much news as we're going to say about it. That's true. I was going to say over the last week, Bitcoin down 2.4%, Ethereum up 4%, Litecoin up almost 5%, EOS up 14%. Mm. That's good stuff. I like to see when that happens. I, I like to see the cryptos go up. And, and molecular future over the last, which is up to number 66 overall. I've never even heard of it. I just looked to see who had the biggest gains this past week. Up 999.6%, up to $1.35, molecular future with $64 million in volume. What the hell is that? I don't even heard What of. the heck is this coin? It has well, been up 10x in one week. It has actually been available for quite some time. I just did a 60-day on it. It was like all the way down here and then whoop. I don't know what the news is, but if you were holding some of that, you could have made a nice profit. Oh yeah! Just over the last couple of weeks, over the last thirty days, over the last thirty days, seven thousand percent. Well, now I need to know. The website is molecular.cc, and uh, okay, it looks like it's Korean. Uh, wow. How do I? How do I trade? M O F. I've been called that before. I think blockchain-based one-stop global digital asset investment service platform. So it's Chinese, not Korean. My bad. I apologize to uh, my Asian friends in Korea and China. It has Korea a central supply of 52 million coins only. Not a lot. Maximum supply of 100 million. And it's at a dollar. But it's just crazy when you see a coin go up 7,000% in one month. And this is not even coin season. Is that ever going to happen? I don't know. It should not be called altcoin season. It should, it should be called coin season. And that's what we're going to call it from now on because I made an executive decision. So what else is in the news, Mr. Joe Conn? Well, here's the headline for the week. And there's a lot of interesting stuff in this week. But this one here, uh, somebody moved a billion dollars in Bitcoin in one transaction. 94,504 Bitcoins mm. were transferred. I got to say, Mr. Joe Com, I get the I get the little, you know, I sort of clinch a little bit whenever I'm sending just a little bit of Bitcoin. Can you imagine how much the sphincter would be clinching if you're sending ninety four thousand five hundred and four Bitcoin? Like I would be like, oh, dear Jesus. Oh, God. Oh, dear Jesus. It would be like, maximum sphincter clenchage. Oh, God. Yes. That's MSC. And you, you would be clenched so hard. It would like unclench. It would max it would, clenchage. It would like, reverse clench. It would be like yeah. a black hole closing yeah. in on it. I tell you, my, my chode would be sore for a week. I'd be like, <laughs> I mean, that's just, it just, that, that was the very first thing I thought of when I, wow, somebody moved 94,000. That had to be stressful. So this is not the largest transaction ever. Um, in 2011, somebody moved 550,000 Bitcoin, but that was only 1.5 million worth of Bitcoin. In 2013, somebody moved over almost 195,000 Bitcoins, which was worth about 150 million. But this appears to be the first time that the dollar value of a transaction was over a billion dollars. Yeah, it's amazing. And some are saying that it might be uh, Hubi that uh, had done that and it might be it might be that they were reflecting some big withdrawals from a Hubi customer or it could be that Hubi itself was consolidating some of its deposits or I might not even be saying the name correctly because I don't actually really know I like that it. though it's like Hubi-doo. Hubi-doo. <laughs> okay. Hubi. I don't know how to say it Wabi 
I don't know how they want it to be, but I know Huawei is H-U-A. This is H-U-O. Wobi? I don't know. Oh, that's probably right. It's Chinese. And they they pronounce their H like a W. Mm -hmm. So probably Wobi. But I like Hoobie. I like it because Huawei, my mom, whenever I first showed my mom one of the Huawei phones I got, she's like, what is that? Who are we? Who are we? And I'm like, oh, mom, that would be a great commercial. Who are we? We're Huawei. Who are we? It was hilarious. She was laughing so hard. She made this little video because she couldn't understand it. And who are we? We're Huawei. All right. Anyways, that's great. So somebody moved a bunch of coins and uh, they had their big sphincters clinched. That was pretty exciting news. I really wish I was the person who had 94,000 Bitcoin, but I probably would have lost them. You might have. Uh, in other news, NASDAQ, the exchange, has now list decentralized finance index for digital assets. I think that means that the world is taking it seriously. The decentralized finance index is called DEFIX, D-E-F-X. And it is tracking proof-of-work blockchains, such as uh, Amovio. It's tracking decentralized exchange protocol, ZRX, uh, Augur, MakerDAO, the DaiCoin. And uh, so this is interesting that NASDAQ is tuning in to uh, these digital assets. Mm -hmm. So they're creating, it looks like they're going to create their own funds with them, because normally that's how, like, those big indexes are like, here are all of these funds that are in this particular group and you can you can invest in this particular group or this index or this stock index and all of those, if all those go up, then you know you win. So it's interesting. I don't know, more and more, more and more companies are popping into this space. More and more traditional finance companies are looking into it. You're right. We've been doing this now over two years, Mr. Joe Kahn. We're going on two and a half years. And we're seeing more and more of this happen every week when we do these bad news. More and more companies like this are doing things like this. Adoption is slowly but surely growing, and uh, it hasn't outpaced the hype, but it's definitely, you know, technologies are, are becoming more and more uh, prevalent in today's society, and more and more people are understanding crypto. It's not just a scam anymore. Was it ever a scam? Yeah, it was a scam for criminals and the scram and the dirty peoples. Well, that you know, that's what they've said. But now, only criminals use it, Mr. Joe Com. It's it. It's only people who use the crypto. This story from Down Under, mate. It's a Mickey.com.au released a story about our government. Apparently, at a recent conference, a U.S. Treasury official talked about Bitcoin being used by terrorists, the dangers of that. But then she countered her own argument, saying that most acts of terrorism are funded by cash, not crypto. Yep. How about that? Mm, big pallets of it. They just get shipped places, right? That's crazy. It's, I mean, if you think about it, money is so – It's once it's out of the hands, it's untraceable for the most part. I mean, they have they have serial numbers on them, but whenever people are you know transacting them, they're not scanning the serial number on that, on that dollar. That dollar is anonymous. So it's way easier to use dollars than it is to use crypto – Crypto is not anonymous, really. Some of them are, but Bitcoin's not. You can certainly see that we just saw 940,000 Bitcoins just moved from no, this wallet to that 90, wallet. 94,000. Oh, 94,000. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. that, that would have been about 10 billion. Or... That would have been really sphincter clinching. Yeah. So, you know, the U.S. Treasury Department wants to see more regulation because y'all out there are too stupid to know what to do with your lives. 
I mean, that's basically, you know, when they say we need to regulate more, it's saying uh, you can't handle your own money. How dare you transact in this cryptocurrency that we have not given you permission to do so? We've not set the rules for what you can and can't do. It's amazing to me. And we have allowed ourselves, right, for generations People, people have allowed themselves to be governed by people who think they know better than themselves of how to run their lives. Mm-hmm. Well, it's sort of a nanny state. Like we write, and there's the term is that is statist. People who treat the state like a, like a religion, right? Like we got to have, we have to have this government to protect us because we need it. And so, statism almost becomes like. You know, we need that nanny state. We want that. Nanny. We want to be protected in every area. But then again, by the same veil and the same vein, you know, the, all the criticism about the governments out there. And then people like want to give them more power. Like it's it's crazy. Like, oh, we don't trust you government at all. Please take away all our guns. Like like then only the government has them. and You don't trust them either. And so it's like just a weird thing. So like we do need to be, you know, sovereign sovereign citizens for the most part find ways to do that and and government gets in the way of that but you know what some people feel more comfortable when there's regulations and things like fdic if the fdic wasn't you know part of your bank account you know giving you up to 100 250,000 or whatever the number is of insurance in case your money goes down like you know some people wouldn't put their money in the bank they'd probably keep it in their house and they're under their mattress or something so that gives some people a sense of comfort right uh, But why put it in the bank in the first place? They're not paying you any interest on it unless you put it into a vehicle, you know, like a bond or a CD. And even then, they're not giving you a whole lot of interest on it. Not much at all these days, huh? Yeah. And then they charge you fees on top of everything else. To get your money out. Every time I go to a foreign ATM, it's costing me three bucks. Don't go to foreign ATMs. I'm trying not to, but my bank ATM isn't over there in some of them places, Mr. Joku. So I saw this um, last week before. I saw it first before you. Okay. Before Apple's <laughs> iPhone 11 event, apparently somebody from the Apple team, uh, Jennifer Bailey, the VP of Apple Pay, told mm-hmm. CNN, we're watching cryptocurrency. We think it's interesting. We think it has interesting long-term potential. And then, you know, so people were speculating maybe during their iPhone 11 announcement that they would say something about, you know, having a crypto wallet. They did not. Mm -hmm, They did not. But, man, can you imagine the mass adoption that could happen when Apple sort of unlocks the gates on crypto and saying, ah, we've been paying attention to it. It's very interesting. We think it has some long-term potential. So eventually they're going to have the Apple blockchain phone you would assume that has cryptocurrency capabilities in it. Mm-hmm. And I bet, you know, especially when we started talking with people like Moby pay, like we've had them on a previous episode this past week, which you should listen to it because that's how like we talk a little bit about what's going to bring that mass adoption. We had that interview from Bali. And I think that things like that are, are, are really what's going to be prevalent is like the ease of use uh, from that type of stuff with your Apple phone, with your Android device, one like, this stuff is coming, the ease of Apple Pay to pay, but it's kind of handy if they have the right device to be able to accept it. But let me ask you this, which point of sale places that have like one of those guns that can scan a QR code? Pretty much everyone. I've seen almost every place has that. So if you could scan a QR code, then you can use some of these other wallets and Apple Pay can become, you know, not necessary. Then they create like 
Apple created the app like this Apple credit card when they should have been doing Apple crypto. Yeah, you it's ridiculous. I mean? It's a, it was a partnership with Goldman Sachs, and yeah. it's you know it's a sharp looking card. I think it's thick. You know, it feel it, it feels weighty and has substance to it, and of course has usury interest rates on it. Apple is no longer innovative. I've been saying this for years. Apple's innovation died with Steve Jobs. And don't give me your BS about the improved cameras on the phone or the Apple Watch, Apple TV. None of that is super innovative. None of it. You think they got some sort of AR, VR thing coming eventually, right? It's going to shock the world. You would think because with all these iPhones that everybody has, AR would be the next thing, but it's, it has to be cool. It has to be designed well. And then Johnny Hive left. So, I mean, he was the main sort of designer there. He's gone off to his own to his own deal now. So the, the innovators within Apple historically are no longer at Apple. And the main guy is no longer on Earth. And we miss him dearly. Left really early in life, man. How old was he? 55 or something? Yeah, he was a young man still. Did you just burp? I don't think I did. I think you did. did. I think that did was kind that. of burp, burp, burp. Yeah, I think you kind of burp. burp. That's okay. I mean, we're bad. We're bad. That's that's what we. <laughs> apologize if I do. That's what we do. I'm here, drinking so. one of these drinks that has some fizz in it. This is a sparkling water with caffeine and L-theanine, and it's called Focus, and it's delicious. Fizzy lifting drink. This Ooh. episode of the Bad Crypto Podcast brought to you by Focus. Fizzy lifting. You guys well, it's not actually send, brought to you by Focus. No, you guys can send a case to Travis though, because he just gave you a. I love out. the lime, the lemon, the lime. Yoza lime tastes like a watered down Sprite. All right, let's keep rocking here. What else is in the news? That was big news with Apple, man. I really want Apple to get off the pot and do some things when it comes to the cryptos. That would be very helpful. I like that. Also in the news, the Winklevi Gemini Crypto Exchange they launch a custody service, and uh, you know, so you can basically Gemini Custody is going to be the new. Uh, platform tool that they have. So it allows users to check their balance, download account statements, initiate withdrawals and grant auditors, view only access to confirm balances, transactions, and activities. So you're going to be able to uh, trade in the Gemini exchange, and then um, they're going to be able to transfer into storage. I guess they're going to store it for you. Put it, put the uh, the keys in 10 different bank, uh, bank vaults, I guess. I don't know. You're going to do that like they did with their Bitcoin? I like it. I like it a lot. So I also like this. You know, we recently did an update with uh, with Nick from Divi uh, that we are advisors on that project. And we've said that, you know, the price has been moving really nicely. And now we know why, because the announcement they've just made here, they put out a tweet that said Divi takes the next step towards mass adoption with its latest acquisition. Basically, they're becoming a bank. Right. To to handle remittances and to cut fees for people and to help bring mainstream adoption. Yep. So they're having what's called the re-divvy. And uh, if you go to their website, divvy blog.divvyproject.org forward slash re-divvy, or you just check our show notes, R-I-D-I-V-I. Uh, they're basically integrating with a, the, a bank, creating a bank-like system and going after those $700 billion a year in remittance fees which are mm. huge. And they take multiple days in some cases to finally clear. They're a, they're going to be their system takes only 30 seconds to process a customer's transaction compared to the 4 to 5 minutes with Western Union and um, they're going to pay they're going to pay half of what they would pay at Western Union. So yeah, basically now, you know, they've they've added fintech 
to their stack that includes one-click bank fiat bank accounts, uh, up to $1,500 a month transfer, one-click fiat to Divi and Divi to fiat, making it the world's most accessible crypto on and off-ramp, wire transfers worldwide within the wallet and debit cards. So this is pretty cool. I just, I love to see things that move us towards mainstream adoption. Yep. And we're seeing more and more of that, Mr. Jokom. Let's talk about Amazon up here on the news as well. Yeah, Amazon, when are they going to do something? Come on. Amazon, they are moving towards distributed ledgers and blockchain here on this article on Forbes. Now, keep in mind, you know, articles on Forbes sometimes are opinion pieces. But there was a webinar that happened earlier this year where Amazon was actually providing information on the Amazon Quantum Ledger database and Amazon managed blockchain. So, you know, it's very early on some of their some of their their products. They're still in preview mode and they aren't fully integrated yet. But Amazon does seem to be moving forward based on, uh, you know, the benefits of ledgers and blockchain. So it's going to be interesting. Now, what happens when blockchain and decentralized uh, ledgers uh, start in these quantum ledger, which is the next level? It's got quantum in it. So that's a pretty important word. (laughs) Is it is it quantum resistant? I don't know. We'll see. But Amazon starting doing that. How long until Amazon starts accepting crypto payments? Right, it, it shouldn't be too long. I want them now. Yeah, it should I, be see, now. We're, these are the things that are going to move the market. Right, we saw what happened when Facebook announced Libra, right, and people got excited. I think what Apple and Amazon either or jump in, then we're going to see the market move again. At least you know for those that are following the the technology, and it kind of bums me out that that's what we're looking at for the bellwethers and not the tech itself, which is already cool enough to be adopted into the mainstream. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, these big centralized technology companies, they like control and they see that things are moving towards crypto and digital payments and whatnot. So it seems like they want to be a part of the action and they're, got, they're, they're trying to get in where they fit in. And you know what? So let's see. I, I think it makes a whole lot of sense for Apple to jump in the game because, I mean, we have these devices around. You know, we all have these devices. I think, you know, Android should do something. And, and I'm sure that they will eventually uh, because they want to be able to control a certain element of that type of stuff. Crunchbase has been um, following the deals done in the blockchain space and the deal in dollar volume for private funding and ICO events around blockchain and crypto are definitely down this year. In 2018, they tracked 1,331 deals with $12.8 billion invested. This year into 2019, you know, we're already in September. We've only seen 472 deals with $3.38 billion invested. So they're saying, you know, the the bubble is not popped, but it's definitely deflated. Well, I mean, you think about it in 2017 and 2016, you know, or 17 and 18, there was a whole lot of inflated deals, just random, especially 2017, early 2018, there was just some some half-baked project going through. Now I think they're more vetted, they're more serious. The ones that are coming through, uh, we've been through that first initial phase where People have tried some things that didn't work. There's some lessons learned. Now we're coming into that next level where people have regrouped and now they have a little more clarity of what works and what doesn't work and what's really needed and and, and how to build it. And so I think now the projects coming up might be a little stronger than some of those initial ones, uh, just because when anybody can go in the game, 
and say, hey, here's a white paper. Give me $50 million. Like, and it happened because everybody had all this extra Ethereum that had gone from, you know, less than a hundred bucks to 1500 bucks. And yeah, I'll invest some of this into that. And it's craziness what that was going on. But um, yeah, here we are. So I think it's just maturing a little bit more, right? It's not, it's not as crazy as it has been. Grow up crypto, mature. Or you can't uh, drive the car. You can't go out and drive the car. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and there are others that are being mentioned in the media to basically say Bitcoin is it. And uh, one of those is a rapper named Akon. I've never heard any of his stuff, but apparently he's a Grammy award winning rapper. And he's saying it, quote, nothing backs the dollar. The U.S. doesn't have natural resources that back the dollar. What they do have is the military. He's he's not wrong. Yeah. You know. He is he is crypto woke, which is nice. You know what? You can tell he understands Bitcoin. He understands the process of the blockchain. He understands how, how Federal Reserve Bank system works a lot. That shit is not taught in schools. Like you don't learn that. Like I, I took, you know, economy classes and I've gone through and I've read like you don't. That's not a term they want you to think about fiat currency and how it's not backed by anything. It's really like it's magical paper money. We, we joke about magical Internet money. We joke about it, but paper money is just as magical, if not more magical, right? Mm-hmm. Because when you can print a $100 bill for six cents, guess what? I'm going to keep printing them until my printing <laughs> press breaks. <laughs> They're coming right? for you. And Travis is going to be a knock <laughs> on your door any minute. I wish Mr. I had one. I do not. <laughs> Mr. Travis Wright, we know sure. you're in there printing. Travis isn't here. No, I'm not. No, no. Six cents are, a piece. Printing are you printing bills. more of those $3 Bill Clinton bills? Is that what you do? <laughs> <laughs> hey, did I show you? I show you my million dollar bill. It uh, has, has a Statue of Liberty on it. You showed me your Trump 2020 bill. <laughs> yeah, I found a Trump 20, it's hilarious, the Trump 2020 bill. <laughs> yeah, uh, also, I found, in the, uh, I found those in some interesting places. The more amusing news, you know, the lunch that uh, Justin's son was supposed to have with um, Warren Buffett never happened, right? He paid $4.6 million to have lunch. We still don't know for sure what happened you know some are saying that he got in trouble with the chinese government but he allegedly is working to reschedule the lunch anyway there's a list of everybody that he invited to that lunch with him and it includes uh, president trump who was uh, invited i think he wanted to school you know the president base because because trump said some stuff about crypto that i he just doesn't know right I don't know. It doesn't seem like he knows about about the cryptos. Well, and also he's very, you know, the the U.S. dollar is the best currency in the world. Like that's a little, that's a little, um, he's shilling for the U.S. dollar. But if you're the U.S. president, you probably want to. But knowing that it's not federal, it's not a reserve, the things that we know about, you think he would know some of those things. And, you know, Kennedy knew some of those things. Uh, Abraham Lincoln knew some of those things, and they were actually trying to get those away from the central banks. And look what happens to those mm-hmm. people. Yeah, they they got the they got the wrong end of the stick. And uh, so anybody who's ever gone, you know, publicly against the Federal Reserve, which Trump has been bitching at him quite a bit when it comes to the the rates and mm-hmm. that they're idiots and they don't know what they're doing. Like if he tries to come out and create a, a gold backed dollar or gold backed currency or something, then <clears throat> that will be 
when the the bankers would probably take him out or however whatever happens that happened to Kennedy, whatever that story is. The Travis, story. don't normalize his behavior, Travis. I don't know. I'm just saying crypto is uh, digital currency is obviously the way it's going, because, look, we all have these devices. The thing is, is that we just got to be, sec- be secure about it. And there has to be enough regulation for those for the normies to feel mm-hmm. comfortable with it. Here's the rest of the guest list. Charlie Lee, the creator of Litecoin, who accepted uh, CZ Chengpeng Zhao, the CEO of Binance, was invited. Livio Wang, the CEO of Wobi or Hoovy was also invited. Uh, Vitalik was invited. Jeremy Allaire, the CEO of Circle, and Helen Hayu of Binance Charity Foundation. Oh, our buddy Yoni was also invited, CEO of mm-hmm. eToro. And we got invited out there from uh, from the folks at at Tron to come out to the event. So I don't know if we were going to the dinner, but we were going to no, we go to a press to conference dinner. or something, right? Yeah, we we were not invited to sit down at the table with Warren Buffett. I, we should I, have been. Come on, we're bad crypto. <laughs> what the hell? They were flying us out there, but the event didn't happen, so we didn't go. So we didn't go. No. Uh, meanwhile, this is some interesting stuff. You know, future generations, uh, the millennials and younger, have more faith in crypto than older generations, and so this uh, group here, Primitive Ventures, along with their investor team, is targeting those group of people by having a scavenger hunt for $1 million worth of Bitcoin. It's called Satoshi's Treasure, and it's going to be on two dozen college campuses this fall. Mm. Yeah, which which sounds interesting. And they said that um, according to the game co-creator, they've had over 100,000 people on the email list for, for updates around this and related to, to which clues. There's been 40 clues released so far. And uh, so... I'm not sure with these 20 universities where they're going to be around, you know, are is is that is the big prize located on one of them? Is each each one of the locations have a big prize or little mini hunts or whatever? Is, or you may have to travel to one of the other school cities to to score some of the. I don't know. It's like this major scavenger hunt starting here in mid September, and you know, top 20 universities they're going to be hearing about the Satoshi's treasure. They're hearing about Satoshi. They're hearing about Bitcoin, and it's normalizing this cryptocurrency for for the next generation. That's what's happening with things like this, Mr. Jolcom. Yeah, so if you go to satoshistreasure.xyz, the clues are coming up on this page right here, and you could subscribe to their list to find out more how you can um, join the hunt. Mm, for Global the, puzzle. The Bitcoin. Yeah, and apparently the Tezos hunt is coming soon, so you'll be able oh, to... there's all kinds of keys. The Jade key, the Bismuth key, the Aesop key, the, the Room key, the Cult key. They got all kinds of keys, the Freedom key. So a lot of these keys have... have, uh, have uh, some of them have already been figured out, and uh, the crypto has been snagged. Travis, have you heard of Dennis Rodman's new crypto app that's called Coin? I had not heard about it until we saw this article here on fast-growing tech that you sent over to me. So it's powered by XYO, which we have mm-hmm. talked about on the show, basically that it's uh, uh, it allows your device to know where it is. It verifies your data of where you are, mm-hmm. right? So it's all this geolocation stuff yeah. that's going on. People it's an put alternative. it on their cats and their animals. As their animals, they walk around the neighborhood, and you're able to 
see where your cat is located if you wanted to. But then also just it's tracking all that GPS data of like where your cat goes. And then that basically helps these little devices create this mesh network, right? Mm -hmm. So like we're creating our, our it's, its own internet. So coin rewards you for verifying data of things at different locations. And the more you travel around, the more you can expect to earn. And it comes with, there's like a little device and it connects to your phone and it determines you are where you are. But the, the entertaining thing about it is the actual promotion, the video featuring Dennis Rodman, right. in which he is coining everywhere. Like wherever he is, he's coining, he's, but he's coining off. He is coining off. He's gesturing <laughs> as though he is doing something that you would not do in a public place. Well, he was in his house. He was in his own bathroom. He was on his own couch. Yeah. And on his floor, on his own floor, he's, he was coining. Uh, yeah. Okay. For those of you who haven't caught on yet, it looks like he's masturbating. As he's and now he's, you know, obviously it's all tucked away, so he's not. But I'm like, really? This is this is weird. It was viral ish. All right. It was hilarious enough to want to share it to people. Yeah. It's, the just, point. it's just bizarre. And then at the end, when he has his coin gasm, that was just awkward. <laughs> it was coin tastic. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys can check out that video and check out links to all of the articles we've mentioned here in our show notes for this episode, badcode.in forward slash 308. And we hope that you've learned something today, maybe to not listen to the show. I don't know. Or maybe you've had some laughs, maybe mm -hmm. some guffaws, maybe a chortle or a snort or two. Maybe. Or maybe a chuckle. You maybe a chuckle. you did. Maybe you One like chuckle. us. Maybe you don't like us. Maybe we offended you. You know what? We apologize if we did. Find a safe space. I'm not become, apologizing. Become you find I'm your own safe space. <laughs> I'm apologizing for Travis Wright apologizing. Where's where? <laughs> we you know I don't know you guys tomorrow want to check this out. We we did a we did a podcast with uh, Castbox. We were doing this show and we've done a few episodes where we've interviewed people who are you have successful podcasts and we just interviewed Justin Long. Uh, the uh, the actor we had a live we had a live chat with him yesterday where people were calling in and asking questions and we were facilitating some questions and uh, he said we can ask him anything so I asked him a couple hilarious uh, cringy questions which made me chuckle late into the evening I was still chuckling about <laughs> yeah he's he's a good guy you guys can actually find the interviews we've done for Castbox on air on iTunes you didn't know we did this other show for them too did you it, it's help. called Castbox on air and so far we've interviewed john lee dumas of entrepreneurs on fire pat flynn of the pat smart passive income podcast mo rocca yeah of mobituaries and uh we had justin long on yesterday in a couple weeks we're interviewing lewis Howes. Mm. Mm, and we'll tell you about that one before it goes live so you guys can come and listen yeah, you can come join it. And uh, what's cool about CastBox Live is you can actually call in and talk to the host and their guests. So that's pretty yeah. fun. We should do one of those here soon. We should. We'll we'll show. You know what we're doing that's next? We're off to uh, not this week, but soon we're going to Coinvention in Philadelphia. And we hope that some of you will join us out there. Coinvention 2019. Conference in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. coinvention.io to get your tickets we'll be doing bad crypto live out there and uh, recording that show bringing it to you we're gonna go bad live to independence hall because america that's not right. where we're gonna be oh no 
I'm sorry. I, I, I thought it was time to stay bad. You're, you're messing with my constitution. Sorry about that. It's personal. Oh, did you just end the show? Stay back. Stay back. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.